0: the market for affordable home improvement products, Ubin Building Supplies carries those high quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy, view samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. You've Been Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles.
1: What's going on, Wolverine Nation? Tad Brace here alongside my co host, Travis Kewitt with another episode of DNH Loose Change. Travis, how are you tonight?
0: I'm doing really good. Doing really good. It's nice out.
1: Wrapping up the evening yeah, shortly.
0: One thing I was thinking of after last, uh, last week's episode, cause this is now season two is, um, I don't know if we need to go back and tell everybody maybe, I don't know if people are just tuning in for season two, um, just as far as, you know, the podcast itself, you know, into the second season, um, it, it what made me think of it was listening to our song, you know, the, the change at the beginning and, and i like, I like I liked the song. There is actually a full version. We'll have to pull yeah. that out sometime but uh, loose change kind of came about the name um, cuz we wanted to do a podcast of all things dnh and loose change is kind of like when you dig in your pocket and you you know grab some coins and you might have a couple quarters, a dime, a nickel, you may have a penny in there, you're not sure what you're really going to get cuz you don't keep track of the change, maybe a paper clip. Yeah, you may get whatever. So that's kind of what this podcast um, was built to do was, you know, you never know what you're going to get each week. And I think this week is one of those prime examples.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a fun week uh, that we've got planned too. Um, one of the coolest things about this is that when we brought it to the board, there were not a lot of questions other than how can we help, how can we, right. help, how can we help you guys get started with this. And I don't want to toot our own horns or anything, but we're – going to cross 4k four thousand views with this podcast this will be the one that'll get us to four thousand we were at like three thousand nine hundred and seventy so uh, oh yeah we'll this, get way over that this will be this will be the one that gets us over four thousand views and that's in I'm gonna say six ish months because we really didn't get started until the very end of January mm, right so six seven months and uh now we're now we're out there baby
0: yeah we're big time. And people are expecting it now.
1: They are. We actually, we actually get requests for different things to talk about. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, last week, I rode uh, the fun bus over to Columbus, and somebody that was on the bus made a comment how much they enjoy the podcast. Yeah, and I get. We we have fans everywhere.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of people when they're like mowing the lawn or when they're on walks, whatever it may be. So we appreciate those listeners. They know who they are. Um all four of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and if you're one of the four, <laughs> go ahead and, and uh, turn somebody else on to it.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, if they're if they ask you how they can listen, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, yeah. um
0: Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh we're on even ChromeCast, Google Podcasts. You
1: name it, we're probably right. on it to You be can go to
0: the the buzzsprout.com Yep, if I you just want to stream google it. You google that, right?
1: Yep. And honestly, when I'm when I listen to these back, I just go right to Buzzsprout because it, I obviously get emails about it and then yep. I just listen to it right there and
0: Yeah, there's plenty of ways uh, to listen. to You can follow us on Twitter, the Loose Change uh, Twitter page, which will uh, Tad uh, does a great job of updating uh, what's going on and and when a episode drops. So
1: yeah, I don't blow up the feed right. all yeah. throughout yeah. the week. It's yeah. usu- it's usually right around episode time. So, anyways, we get, we should get back to it here. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> did I say that
0: we could just keep going for days?
1: We could. Ah, uh, yeah. This is just.
0: I wonder what the world record is for the longest continuous podcast.
1: I don't know, but we should give Guinness a call.
0: I did see a kid. Um, uh, I don't even know where I saw it. If it was on Facebook, it doesn't matter. Uh, he was trying to break the world record for um, swinging.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: and, and, it, and I don't know what, I, I think it his was that like just... 26 hours, and he had a TV in front of him, and he was getting interviewed by a local TV station as he was swinging. What do you do if you have to go to the bathroom? Well, I, so I, I think. you have a bladder bag? No. No. Uh, I I think that you get breaks. You know, like the guy that did the plank, I feel like he got a break. I, f- I feel like there's a break in there because that's inhumane, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe you don't. I would hey, think you'd have I, to, though.
1: I would think that's just part of the 26 hours, man. you got to suck it up. You're going to do it 26 hmm. hours? I don't know. That would be interesting to I find do, out. I do have a friend who recently lost his Guinness World Record. What? Um, I, seriously, yeah. No way. Yep. Um, Alex O'Connell ran the most marathons dressed as a ninja and he and he honest to god oh, he was a guinness <laughs> world record holder and he just actually talked about it a couple uh days ago that he just lost it somebody beat him somebody somebody must have been like i love running marathons and i love a good ninja suit and you're being serious I'm right now I'm serious as a heart attack yes
0: uh, so what was the record do you know no
1: cuz i don't care i just think it was Uh, to pick something like that. That seems pretty
0: specific. Like, I I feel like you could run a marathon and they'd have so many different categories. Oh, yeah, I mean, dressed as a... Yeah, a clown. Right. uh, A dinosaur, you know, dressed as a minion. Which is what I was
1: going to do, but
0: thanks a lot. Right. I just think you'd have a problem just with that one eye. Your (laughs) peripheral would be all messed up. You know, you'd have, like, that tunnel vision. You wouldn't be able to get anything to drink
2: it you, have, you have, have to be the side a whole bunch of yeah. times. if you
0: pan to the side, you're probably running into something. So oh. you pretty much got to be, and I'm not sure uh, Biv Overalls would do it either. Yeah, especially in the heat. Yeah, that'd be tough.
1: All right, well, Wolverines, we have a, a really good show tonight. We have um, Ashley Top, school board member, coming on. We also have Will Reingart coming on to talk, uh, continue talking about fall athletics. We had... Um, Coach Betts and Diane Harms on last week, and Coach Reingart this week for cross country, and we also will have on Abby Perez, who is the new kindergarten teacher here in New Hartford. So we we have a good good lineup coming up tonight.
0: Yeah, we'll try to hit things you know that are current right now, and the goal is to hopefully have uh, all the new teachers on at one point or another here. And I know they're busy as everybody else is, but you have the community get to know these. Uh, individuals we have several uh, new teachers in the districts and in the district and then also you know from a extracurricular side try to bring in some of those activities that are just getting started
1: yeah it should uh like i said it should be a good one and it should give us a, another view of all things dnh so hang on tight listen in and enjoy
3: home is the starting place of love hope and dreams hi this is tiffany ash with people savings bank whether you are purchasing a new home looking to refinance your current mortgage loan or looking for a flexible home equity line of credit option now is the perfect time to give PSB a call Ask for one of our dedicated real estate lenders to learn more about getting you and your home on the right track. At People's Savings Bank, it's all about making the right choices for you. Locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Roll blue.
1: All right, Wolverines, we are here with School board member Ashley Tot. Ashley, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm good. How are you?
1: Very good. Just a normal week. Just a normal week.
0: All right. No early outs, no 8 million degrees.
1: We'll take this every day of the week. Um, All right. So, Ashley, you've been on the school board for... uh,
4: Four years. Four
1: years. Okay. Um, Will you go ahead and uh, give the listeners a little background information about yourself before we get started?
4: Sure. Um, I was born and raised in this community. I graduated from Dyke New Hartford. I attended all of my schooling here except for my sophomore year. Uh, I went to Ballard Huxley for one year um, due to a family move. But from here I went to Iowa State University and I have an electrical engineering degree from there. And then I also went to IU and got my master's um, there just in business administration.
1: Oh, awesome. So you've kind of been a little bit all over the place. you have you well-educated and traveled. And um, what about f- uh, your current family situation?
4: Yeah, so I'm married. Um, I brought my husband from Sioux City here, and we've got four children in the district. Um, freshman, eighth grade, fourth grade, and second grade. So all the campuses, all <laughs> of the schools, we've got it covered. Your,
0: your conference night is... Hey, you I love, all of them don't I you i love
4: virtual <laughs> conferences it is so much more efficient hey, yeah. some of
1: us teachers do too it's, right, yeah. right. It's way I, nicer I,
0: I and i don't know this answer but i wonder what if the turnout is the percentage is higher you know for i mean you might would so you for, see six, more?
1: for sixth grade it's pretty consistent anyways because it's that uh, first sure. year junior high where parents Everybody want to come in and to check. Still
0: check it out yeah
1: so it, i would say it's it's been pretty consistent, but I've heard from other junior high teachers that the turnout is generally yeah. a lot. And you
0: like it as a parent?
4: Anyone who has multiple kids on multiple campuses, it's just easier. I bet. Otherwise you have to scramble and be first to sign up because you gotta coordinate between travel time too. Right. Now
0: do you oh, feel yeah. that the same uh goals are accomplished?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, mean- I, I'm used to it with work, too, but the virtual setting, you know, you see the teacher's face. I mean, you get that one-on-one right. contact. It's great.
1: That's good. So, you you know, you've got a bunch of kids. Do you have, like, a schedule book or a planner that's just a mile thick <laughs> for a couple?
4: So, I actually do everything in Google Calendar, and then I have a Skylight device, so it actually digitally displays our Google Calendar, so anyone in the house can look at it, touch it. They can click on things, so... Everything goes into Google Calendar.
1: That is a handy way to do it, too. That's slick. I'm going to have to ask you later on about <laughs> that. Sky- the skylight?
4: The yeah, it's pretty nice.
1: Definitely check that out.
4: Hmm.
1: All right, so um, back to the school board stuff. Who or what inspired you to become a part of the Dyke New Hartford school board?
4: Yeah, so I when we moved back here, so my kids went to um, Madrid high, or school prior. Um, I work for Deer, so we moved a little bit and so when we came back to the district, I think within two months of me being back, Minard Coop reached out and he's <laughs> a he's a longtime board member and my sister is married to his oldest grandson. And so he had known me pretty much my whole life and he reached out and he's like, Hey, you live in my district. I've been doing this for like thirty eight years. Right. I think you could take over. And I never really considered it, but um, you know, he was he was so good. He kept everything. He brought a big old box of all of his documentation over to my house of anything I could ever need. He said he'd always be there if I had any questions. So it was kind of an easy ease into it since he kind of helped me along the way. So I probably wouldn't have ever thought of it, but Minor Coop, he was right. a he was a good example. Now, so w- go ahead. When we
0: interviewed for the superintendent, was he a former board member or was yes. so he had must have just gotten yep. The, off the board then.
4: Yeah, so he got off the board. I had Hunt for one year and then Justin for three.
0: Okay, okay, because so I he was... Uh, we
4: brought him in as a community member in okay. the interview process. That's why,
0: because he was in my my um, interview because yeah. I was a Booster Club president, so I, I was part of that community thing, and I remember Minard being there, and I, I didn't know where that transition, because I was like, well... Probably as a board member, he probably wouldn't have been with me. But no, yep. But as a community member, so that makes sense why he was with me. So
1: that's kind of an honor, like a passing of the torch for, right. you said, over 30 years on the school board. Oh,
4: yeah. He's a legend yeah. on the school board. Exactly.
1: So, right. You know, that's got to be It was you know, pressure. hand-selected <laughs> and everything. Oh, you got it. You're fine.
0: So can I, I don't know if you know the answer, was he, so, so he was here before the change
4: yeah so he was on the new hartford okay school board i was gonna before. ask which and one so he would always gotcha. make a point too new hartford was in the black like they had a really right, good budget right. at the merge and so he was really budget conscious so he was yeah. i mean he showed me how to read all of the financial reports that julie pulls together and what sure. i needed to look for and so in every meeting i'm always like all right what would my nerd <laughs> want to look at what would he <laughs> um, he definitely is in my head
1: well, that's a good thing to be you know referencing when right. you're sitting there looking at all that stuff too yeah. Um, so, my next question then, as we wrap up a four year uh, stay on the school board up to this point, what accomplishments are you most proud of during your time serving the DNH community?
4: Yeah, so I talked to you a little bit before. I was like, we survived. Like yeah. these past four years have been. Anything and everything you could throw at a board, we've lost staff members, we've lost students, we've had to hire principals, we've hired superintendents, we've had COVID, we passed a bond, we had the Arctic freeze. I mean, just anything was thrown at this board. And so for me, like, we as a board came together and like we were like, all right, we're going to figure this out, we're going to do this. It requires a lot, and this is one of your other questions, I think, but it requires a lot of work outside of the board meetings to make sure that we're aligned, that we have the difficult conversations, that we work through a lot of things prior to just the hour or two-hour right. long board meeting.
0: What, um, So through your four years so far, how has being on the board versus the expectations or what you thought coming in, I mean, did, you probably can't plan for everything you went through, but I mean, is it similar, not similar you thought? Yeah, a little bit.
4: I mean, yeah. So I think the just like the protocols of like someone reaches out to me. And so like what is my responsibility as a board member? Should I be directing them to an administrator? Should I be directing right. them to Justin? Like I really didn't have an appreciation for the kind of the hierarchy of like if you have a concern, if you have a question, like there really is a good way to go about that. Right. And the board really has to remain neutral. So then that way, as things get escalated, we can be like a fair. Um, right. representation for the community and so that was just that was the thing that I guess I underestimated is how you really do have to bring things through proper channels if you if you have concerns about the district
0: right and I'm assuming you probably never lose the uh, board member hat um I mean, I mean it's it
2: getting yeah. bad
0: do You do you anytime somebody approaches you out in public are you like which hat do I need to put on here or
4: so I don't think it's as bad as Justin. I think Justin's got, like, the brunt of that right. for sure. I don't think he ever right. gets to take off his hat. Um, no, I mean, sometimes I feel, like, a little bit like I am the one and only New Hartford re- representation on the board. So right. sometimes I feel like, hey, am I really, like, representing what the needs are here? And so I feel a little bit more pressure maybe when I'm out and about New Hartford of being just more conscious sure. of, of what the needs are and and who the people are um, that I'm representing but for the most part, everyone will be like, all right, can I talk to you about this for just two minutes and then we can be done. Right. And so they don't, I mean, they're pretty good about respecting good. time.
1: And that's important too because, you know, you want to be able to live and do your right. own things and at the same time, like you said, understand the needs of the community that you represent too. So that is a, a balancing and a juggling yeah. act all on its almost own. It's almost like being a coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy them either. Right. <laughs> um, but one thing i i I do think you know. You said you guys survived, but I don't think we would just stop and say. I think that your board, our current school board, uh, thrived yeah. because if you look at it, the things that we've had to overcome at, at Dyke New Hartford are very atypical. I you know the things that we've had to go through with with loss and with hiring of administration and a, a bond and just the weather related issues. That's a very very tough tough issue, and then along with COVID, you know, you guys are, uh, getting the UV light things. You guys are getting the stuff and you're not blinking an eye at it. You're just doing it because that's what you think you should do. And I think that the community does appreciate that stuff. And I know as a staff member, I I appreciate it. I've got young young kids and I don't want to bring anything home.
0: Right? No, I've, I've, and I've only been in, well, been a employee of the school district for a few years, but I've had kids come through this district and I, second year i I've never thought of our board doing anything else except for what's best for the students, yeah, that's always to me that that's always been the forefront, regardless of the situation or whether it was the most popular answer or you know um, something that people didn't really care for. It was always student driven
4: yeah, I would say though that the board, maybe you could give us like five percent credit. I really think the staff, especially in the past year two years they get all the credit like they were the ones who were thriving in a crazy environment um, I the board just kind of puts the framework all right. of the people in there they're the ones who really excelled
0: yeah
1: well it just it's all encompassing I think so everybody yep. has to kind of come together and work work through it and you guys gave us the platform and allowed us to do that so um, on, on an other hand here would you ever encourage others to run and be a part of the Dyke like New Hartford School board
4: yeah, so I definitely would. Um, I think it's a really good experience for you to understand um, the dynamics of just how schools are funded, about how at the bottom, at, just at the end of the day, it's just what's right for kids. And like that, like you said, is not always the popular decision, but with that lens, it does make being a board member a pretty straightforward. Now, COVID was kind of crazy and no one knew what was right versus wrong. and Like, that was hard to navigate. But normally, most decisions, it's pretty clear cut, like what serves our students the best. And, you know, we are really proud of our athletic programs and our extracurriculars but like the main purpose of this school is to educate our children to be successful in the outside world and like with that lens it makes decision making pretty easy and on the outside if you don't know where funding comes from if you don't know what your limitations are on staffing if you don't know i just don't think you can have an appreciation for how much hard work it takes to be successful there. And I just so being a board member, I just it really opens your eyes to like one, how awesome our staff is. I really like I know the general population appreciates our staff, enjoys working with our staff, likes them, but I don't think they know. And I've got friends on other boards and Justin will talk about other boards. I mean, our district has amazing staff, like they step up, they go the extra mile. And so that just really like you get a lens of that that you don't see. I love in board meetings when they bring the education piece. It's like a a portion of our board meeting and it highlights all the really awesome things teachers are doing about our curriculum, about how they're reaching kids. And I I just I would have never have seen any of that unless I came to board meetings, which anyone is welcome. They can come. They're not highly attended. But it is really interesting, right. and I mean, I would think people would have a vested interest in how their kids are, kids yeah. are being educated. But. Well, and I've,
0: I, I shouldn't say this because I've got way too much on my plate already. <laughs> but putting them on YouTube or I, you know, I I've also often thought of that too. I I don't have, I say this I don't have time, but yeah, they are they. I, I like going to them, the ones that I've gone to, and and I think you know maybe the general public needs to see this and maybe they need to be you know, presented in a way that maybe you know, the community can see it, neither get into the information or drive them to come to a meeting. Yeah. I know? mean,
4: especially just that when the teachers come and share just the different methods and approaches. I remember the math teachers came and they talked about how like we give kids a problem and then we kind of watch them struggle right. like with each other in a team. And I was like, Oh, that's your strategy. Right. My kids come home and complain <laughs> that you're not teaching them, and now I understand. Right. Like you, like they'll actually retain that information better right. if they're thinking through it and having to problem solve. And I would have never have known. Like, right. had I right. not, you just been see a frustrated
0: there. child, right.
4: and like, but they really will learn better. Right. Like, it's proven scientifically that they'll retain it. Yeah. And so, I just that piece, especially, I wish that that had a broader audience.
1: Right it's always cool to see uh, you know when we meet new teachers or different teachers and just for me going to see the elementary style teachers or the high school teachers uh, being in junior high to figure out what I can apply to my classroom and like you said there's just there's so many things that you can gain yeah. from and being at these meetings is a great way to to see them um, and you touched on this just a few minutes ago what is your time commitment like outside of just the school board meetings. I'm sure it's not just what you see publicly.
4: For sure. So on Fridays, we get what we call a packet. It used to be paper. Now it's electronic. And it really, it's all the financial reports. It's every bill the school gets. It's all of our board policies. We review those on some frequency. I think it's every three years. Um, so we have to go through a chunk of them. So every Friday, we'll, we'll get that. So probably over the weekend, you have to spend like an hour before a board meeting, maybe an hour and a half, just going through all the documentation, understanding what's on the agenda, going through all of that. Um, And so that's just standard in a month. You do some prep work, you go to the board meeting. Justin is awesome. He sends out a weekly communication of everything that's going on in the school. And so every week, you know, our commitment to him is we'll read through that. If we have questions, if we're concerned anywhere, we'll do that. That's, you know, 10 minutes. It's not that big of a commitment Bond passing requires a lot more of a board. There's a lot more meetings. There's a lot more ad hoc. We got to do this with lawyers. We got to do this with the financial institutions. It has to be on public record and all of right. these other things. Julie keeps us in line. Um, so that was a little bit more. But Justin and um, Julie are awesome. Like they'll make it so I can call in if it's you know something because sometimes they're just ten minutes. Sure, but we need a quorum, so we need all of the board members to to call into those. And so they're really good about working. With our schedules, Um, other than that, you know, monthly Wednesday, that's a that's a commitment like you want to try to be there. I schedule my work around being there. Um, But beyond that, it's, it's pretty flexible. And I'd say, you know, max two hours a month outside of of that. And then. Justin and I have fun calls. He knows I'm up at 6 a.m. every day anyway. So he'll call me at 6 a.m. when he's just got like something he wants to run by. And so <laughs> I personally, like I love it. Like um, I do leadership within my role at work and he's a leader of a lot of people here. And so I really like that I can support him and just some of the stuff he's got going at him. Cool. But that one's kind of above and beyond. You wouldn't have to do that.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, well, I, I don't know if we've, cleared this up with you or not but we do have a random question for you <laughs> i
4: saw it on the email and i didn't know what to think
2: of this yes
1: so i Oops. always email our guests ahead of time or travis right or email our guests ahead of time we're like hey you're gonna get a random question but you don't know what, we're not gonna tell you what it is yet um are you ready for it i'm ready okay this is a really random one i'm just telling you right now okay if you had to eat a crayon straight from the box what color would you pick what color would you pick white that was quick. That was <laughs> why.
4: Because well, if it's going to like leave anything or like stain anything, I'd want my teeth to and be white. They're not
0: white. flavored crayons, right? No, they're not Just flavored. Straight they're out of like a Crayola. Yeah. Like or Rose Art. Whatever. Whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we yeah, need to put everybody out there <laughs> in case somebody wants to support the podcast. <laughs> right. Rose Art or Crayola. Yeah, we'll take either. Take either, either sponsorship yeah, would be good. Right. <laughs> you went white, huh?
4: I don't know why you'd pick any other color. Your teeth could be that color. Well, I mean,
1: I
0: would brush my teeth after, but because of feel the like wax feeling, like,
3: sticky though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Travis. For for a random question, you have very valid points because my first thought was I would eat my favorite color, yeah. <laughs> so I would go for purple. I purple is my favorite color. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the first one I, without even thinking of. Yeah, that might smear my teeth up a little bit or you know, it's going to look <laughs> well, a little fishy. he didn't
4: say fishy. where I had to eat this crayon. Like, do I have access oh, to a toothbrush? Right. Is it 5 hours uh, before? See, this I... is the
1: this is right. the freedom of the random question. Right. I've learned that it, Right. I've been yelled at. Right, a Time right. or eight. Right. The
4: engineer in me, practicality. Right. Okay. I
0: so let's let's say in your situation right before you do a Zoom meeting, you have to eat a crayon. Right. You're white. probably going white. What if you're at home hanging out? Would you change the color? Or no, like, do they taste
4: different? What?
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What maybe if it gets if into your head, you know? Right like, <laughs> like, I'm thinking purple, so maybe I'm thinking grape.
4: No. I mean, I think they'd all taste terrible.
0: I wouldn't. I, yeah, I would agree with you. Tad, what color are you going so with?
1: So I, I thought about this too, um, a little outside the box. I'm going with the salmon color because it's salmon. Oh, jeez. I. <laughs> 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 I always like eating salmon, so.
0: Well, at least you didn't go with the flesh color. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Very right true. Uh, all right. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us tonight no and uh, putting up with our randomness. I really appreciate it. Yep.
4: No problem. Thanks thank for you. having
1: me. Yep.
0: Reineke Construction is a family owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction. Remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Rhiney Key Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at rhineykeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please f- feel free to contact them at 319. 319- Two three nine six two five six or R-E-I-N-C-O-N-S-T at gmail.com. Key construction. Measure twice, cut once.
1: All right, we are back in the studio. We have a recurring guest here, Will Reingart. Will, how you doing? Doing great. How are you guys?
0: Not too good. Bad. I think he is the second two timer.
1: Uh no third you had Leonard on here oh Leonard we and had, Lauren uh, James Lauren yep yep so three eSport,
0: You're third that's pretty good company that
1: is very twenty
0: six yeah. this is now the twenty sixth episode
1: wow it is twenty six
0: overall second one of season number two we're getting old so yeah congratulations well
1: yeah um so we just wanted to have you back on here Coach Rangar and talk about your upcoming well I guess current cross country season. Um, before we get started, could you give us a little general team information?
5: Yeah, um, we're uh, up and going, obviously, here. Uh, got 38 kids out um, on the team, 13 boys and 25 girls, and um, the kids are out working hard already and uh, getting after things, and uh, we're off to a good start. Got a meet under our belt. Um, we were able to start our season also um, at the Colorado trip um, three or four weeks ago. Um, So we had that to kick off our season and then um, it's transitioned into two and a half weeks of practice. And then last week was our first meet on Thursday and I'm ready to hit the hills of Eldora tomorrow.
1: That's right. One thing that I, I, I follow along on the DNH cross country page on Facebook and I notice you've been putting up pictures of the team together after your runs. Um, Where do you guys get to, where do you guys usually get together? Is it a, do you have students volunteer to have people over it or do uh, you go to parks or?
5: Yeah, just a little mix of everything. Um, parents a lot of times volunteer to have some team meals and stuff and uh, we tried to work those into um, throughout our season. Obviously last year we weren't able to enjoy those and that that's a fun part of our sport is uh, being able to uh, be together and kind of goof around and uh, get to know each other a little more at a different level than just Running side-by-side side with each other, stretching, lifting together, um, again, just kind of growing closer together as as a group is um, the fun part of the, the, the season and the sport. Well,
0: compared to previous seasons, quite a few runners, average more than previous seasons, not I – mean, I would say I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I. I yeah, but you always get quite a few yeah, it's, runners it's, I would out say there. It's so kind of
5: at the the average side of things, 48 um, is the most I've ever had. That was I think 2015. We had 48 kids out. Um, so kind of that high 30s, low 40s. I would say is probably our average number. Um, okay. Would love to, one of these years hit that 50, 50, yeah. 50. number. Um, that that would be awesome. Um, I thought maybe potentially we could do that this year, but. Um, some kids decided not to go out and whatnot, which is um, their choice. But, um, yeah, the 38 kids that want to be there. Sure. We'll take them.
1: i uh, tell you what, though. When you do these team-building activities and, and uh, everyone gets to see you out and, and doing the fun workouts that you have planned, because you put a lot of time and effort into creating these workouts, uh, that has to be a draw. That has to be something that's really cool for these kids that may not want to maybe participate in football or volleyball but want to do something and stay active. And they see their friends out there that are running around, you know, I, when you're in your summer, you're doing your summer workouts and uh, you're running through creeks and you got videos of these kids all that are right. just going all out and riding their bikes and just getting muddy. And I mean, that's right. got to be
0: cross country, <laughs> like to a T, I think. Yeah, that's
5: yeah.
1: got to be fun for those kids, don't you think? Oh,
5: yeah. You, you got to change it up for these kids. Um, you know, most of these kids, 90 percent of them, I would I would say don't love to run right so um I try to again incorporate as much fun into our practices um you know reward them on those after a hard day sort of thing or whatnot but or make the hard days a little more fun for them or just be creative on what we're doing because I get it you know and I was one of those kids at one point in my life where Running wasn't my favorite thing right. to do. So um, again, a lot of these kids, that's not the reason that they're out for the sport is the running oh, yeah. part. Um, they do want to be healthy. They want to be a part of a team. They they like to compete. They don't want to lose. Um, they like to be around a, a fun group of kids. Um, and and I would say that's kind of our our program in a nutshell. Um, is is we do get a lot of these kids that don't enjoy to run, but they like the the team part right of it. camaraderie and, and yeah and, and again they're they're doing something awesome uh, for themselves and for the team and it's not easy so again anything you can do to keep them happy and having fun with the sport I think keeps them around and keeps other people maybe interested or wanting to join as well so yeah we try to most definitely hit some fun days
2: now
0: you're most of the meets if not all of them are on golf courses would you or has it ever been like a true cross-country course I mean have they ever because when I think of cross-country I think it'd be kind of cool like you you know to have to jump into some water or you know get a little muddy once in a while or something I'm guessing uh safety probably has yeah uh, an I issue mean, to do with that or I mean well, has I'll, there ever been like we, from a cross-country coach oh, yeah. I mean
5: we, we, we've had some crazy fun stories to look back on not just the, like the practice side like actual meets. right it was uh about four or five years ago at Rhinebeck, um, was used to be always the conference meet used to be always at the Rhinebeck golf course out there at Oakleaf. And it was just downpouring for a whole entire week and it was leading <laughs> up to it and is on a Saturday. And, you know, the following Thursday is districts. So a lot of coaches like to have that meet in before the the next week, because right. y- you don't want to run hard on Monday and then have to run hard on Thursday, Thursday when you're sure. in your championship part of your season. Um, you know, there's some risks there. Um, and, that night before the forecast and it was pouring the night before, but the forecast said rain all through Saturday. And I can't believe that they actually let us run on that golf course. And that thing was just a muddy pit. Right. And, uh, we got through it but i i mean that was the last year conference was there i i, I don't know if that was the reason or what right. but now it rotates but that was a memory that those kids still have and there's right. there's a few of the kids um, i think it was it's our juniors they were 7th graders and then our seniors were 8th graders when that happened okay um, and then you'll you'll remember this one kiwet when oh. we, were, we had conference at the Wartburg cross country course we were actually supposed to host here at right like new hartford here at the fox ridge golf course but again it was raining way too much throughout the week and the course we it was going to damage the course so um luckily have some connections at Wartburg, and they were um allowed they allowed us to go to their meet but there happened to be two more conference meets throughout the week before our meet on saturday and that, that course was so beat up um, before we even and oh. you, you remember the rubber mats, oh gosh, yes,
0: <laughs> there was corners that were underwater or had just was mud. And we took these big rubber mats and threw them on top,
5: lifting mats like floor mats, yeah. And, and those are heavy to begin with. Oh, I w- saw
1: pictures of this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was and,
5: and if you can imagine trying to hold on to a, a muddy, I don't even know what those weigh if they weigh 100 pounds. 80 pounds, I'm 50. Well, yeah,
0: and awkward as all get out. They're just long enough that you can't, you know, you have to curl it up somehow.
5: And they were submerged in mud, (laughs) and we had to carry them, not just like we backed the trailer right up to the place. Remember, we had to carry that, I don't know,
1: 100 meters or more.
5: It was,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, it was was a a distance. Yeah.
1: I saw videos of this happening, and I I was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) that 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 looks uh, terrible. But at the same time looking back i'm sure you guys now it's one of those memories
0: yeah i'll never forget you have
1: oh yeah yeah and you
5: know so, so you run into occasionally the weather sort of thing but um i would say with the hilltoppers program i run in cedar falls that's where more of the the crazy terrain right. running through the creeks and over trees and logs and yep. all that sort of stuff we do and you don't run into that during meets and stuff but we do run on uh golf courses like you said Um uh, State parks, um, that sort of thing. So city parks, depending on where we're at. So you get a wide range right. of different types of uh, terrain and
0: yeah. places. Would are trails too too narrow? Um, it depends. Where like you're in Cedar at. Falls or Waterloo, would I'm I'm just thinking on those trails, would you be able to come up with a course that would be? It would depend. Large enough for at. maybe a, I don't know a six team.
5: You'd want to be um, on a grass surface, you know, not paved concrete because right. Kids wear what about spikes. like the
0: the um dirt you know like a true like, like no like my not, single track yeah right. yeah like yeah, is there anything cool. big enough that could start out a group and you know run through there and I mean, jump th- over or not
5: and stuff like that on those like you know like normal like if i guess you'd say like trail races and yeah, stuff like that but nothing like a i wouldn't want to have a wouldn't. school just because of the width and kind of the yeah. danger safety
1: yeah you're passing
5: Safety through, always poison, comes into everything.
0: Ivy or whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> not exactly ideal, yeah. especially when you get closer to different uh, events. That would
0: be awesome, though. <laughs> we, I, I do have to mention this here. Um, Will has uh, graced us uh, with some time, uh, but at the same time, he's also drafting for his fantasy football <laughs> team. So if he becomes quiet or if he, you know, maybe gives us a signal, we might have to fill in for him. But yeah. what, where are you currently at? It, it, so it started. Uh, fifteen minutes ago. Yeah,
5: we're. I don't know. I have four picks in four picks in, and and who do you have currently? I'll be honest. One of them, I have no idea, just because we were talking there, and I turned (laughs) up and just a quick pick. Yeah. Um. All right. What do you got got for your four here? I got Mahomes and Adams, Mike Evans, and then Edwards. Uh, I think that's a
0: really good Edwards Alaire.
1: Yeah, especially with Mahomes throwing to him.
0: Yeah, that's double score there.
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll see what's up.
0: Yep. So, we just want to preface that he gets quiet or something.
1: Actually, task. This is one of those things too. You talk about a varsity coach and a teacher and just the the time commitment.
0: Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even sure I want to go there. But so my son Parker and I, he's in a couple leagues. And I'm in a couple leagues. And Sunday from twelve to six, we sit in the basement and we bought the NFL Red Zone, and I. The gamut of emotions you go through with having no control whatsoever, yep. but you think you do. Oh yeah, or you're totally upset because you benched a guy. I, I'm not even sure that I even enjoy. It's stressful. It, yes, yeah. it is. Two,
5: and I'm in two leagues, and it, I used to be in three. And
1: but and, the adrenaline, like when I know all, of a, you, yep. all of a sudden you're, all of a sudden your one of your players makes a huge play, and you're and you're gonna make like ten or twelve right. points off of it. You're like,
0: right? I, I don't think people understand. Like the outside world, they don't they don't get it unless you've actually played it. It's a
5: it's a part time job.
0: I would even it might be a little more than a part time <laughs> job. The
1: emotions are for sure,
0: right? Yeah, there might. Yeah, and then you're upset. Yeah, you're upset for like three oh, yeah,
1: days. You might lose sleep. <laughs> I right. might. You do lose right. sleep at times. You have to be a GM. You have yep. to be a
0: coach. Maybe maybe one of these times we'll do a, a special podcast where we'll get a couple more people in here that, that, uh, play, uh, some fantasy football and have a little fun with it. Yes. Yeah, have a little talk.
1: So, uh, back to the beginning here, you, what was the best part of your Colorado trip? You said you were out there three or four weeks ago. Um, what, what were some of the things that you do out there?
5: Um, really cool trip. Um, awesome experience for the kids. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, truly besides you got to be there sort of thing. Um, and, um, Mr. Coverlier, Barry Coverlier started this trip back in 2011, um, year before, two years, yeah, yeah, year before I got here. Um, and when I got here, I didn't even know anybody. He invited me on a trip, 2013, and uh, we went out there. And I didn't know what to expect. You know, you're going out there with 40 kids, and right. you know, you're going to stay a week in Colorado with with a bunch of kids, and Holy cow! Seeing those kids in, in that element—not um, not only just the training aspect of it, but it's them being together from six o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, and all doing right. different activities and getting to know each other and seeing kids come out of their shell. Um, you know, it might be a quiet kid that all of a sudden you do a group activity and the kid opens up and. Uh, starts laughing about something or cracks a joke and you've never seen that kid in that light before, you know, and then, then it just, you run with it, you know, and uh, all of a sudden that kid is completely changed in in a great way, you know, in a positive way. Um, and also other people around each other, they get to know each other a little more, understand each other, you know, what they're about, what their goals are, what, what, what their interests are, um, you know, those sorts of things. So the team bonding part, um, outweighs the training part, which is crazy to think about because going out to Colorado and running and hiking and all that stuff, um, obviously it helps you in so many different ways as, as a runner and, and as an athlete. Um, but the, the team bonding part super fun. So um, usually we, we get up at 6.30 or 6, I get up, get them up and then 6.30 we run. Um, and then uh, we get into uh, breakfast and then we get into uh, Will is currently making a pick. <laughs> I am making a pick. Will right currently now. making a pick. I don't pick. even know who it is, but I picked him. But uh, and then we go on a group hike. We go into Rocky Mountain National Park, um, actually into the national forest and everything. Um, and then we go on that hike, come back, um, have a little free time, recreational time. Time we stay at the YMCA out there. Uh, super awesome. They got miniature golf. They got. Um, kickball courts they got swimming pool they got tennis courts uh, basketball hoops about anything you can think of a game room uh, and just a lot of different activities for the kids to they have some free time to go do what they want to do and it's part of just part of staying at the Y and then we do an afternoon run and uh, some team bonding activities at night if it's games or uh, just kind of talking about certain things if it's running or if it's life related um, and then get up and do it again
0: uh biggest question i have is have you seen a bear
5: on that trip no, with just, the kids I, no but um yes i have seen a bear out in colorado not at a zoo before awesome <laughs> that, that might have been uh 15 to 20 feet away from me Ooh, <laughs>
0: yeah big
2: bear <laughs> big Smoking. bear chase
5: yeah big kinda, bear chase me <laughs> it was all good though it never honestly it never looked at me it, crazy So that'd be
1: a scary but awesome experience all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was interesting. (laughs) So outside of practice or meets, outside of practice or meets, excuse me, how much time are you typically investing each day into cross country?
5: Um, you know, like you said that you know you got the meets, you got the practices, so that's just you know time that's expected and it's going to happen. Um, but I I do kind of laugh at that question because I do get this a lot of times, or you hear this. Oh, it'd be the cross country. That's right. the easiest coach or coaching gig ever. You tell the kids to run. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, you're right in a sense. And if you want to go that approach right. to it, I guess, which maybe some people do, but
0: it's one like, small piece of the pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
5: And, you know, there there's there's all sorts of recipes, you know, when it comes to training and uh, different types of workouts we do. So. Again, just putting those together, I try to individualize the best I can or at least in small groups, individualize workouts, you know, because everybody's at all sorts of different levels, ages, speeds, abilities, that sort of thing. So that there is a lot of thought that does go into that, especially if you, you know, you want to try to have a successful program, you know, Um, so and then you're this will sound silly to some people, but you're looking at results from other meets, you're looking at uh, times, you're, you're, you're looking at your kids' mile time splits, you're looking at right. um, how they sized up against this team, and then when that team competed against another team that's ranked, or you're going to meet up at district, so looking at that stuff, so um, personal records of the kids when you get back from a meet, um, staying up hour and a half, two hours after you get back to kind of Jot down the notes of what went well, what we're going to work on the next day. Um, Go through every kid's personal best time and um, jot those down. So we always acknowledge the kids the next day um, with clapping and hooting and hollering. Um, If a kid has a personal best, um, we we celebrate those wins um, in our program. So I, I, I spend time looking at those things and then you compare previous year's results on how the kid did, and I mean.
0: Right, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it.
5: Yeah, and, you know, like last night, about 10.30, I was like, oh, I better look at old wine's results, and then you get glued into results <laughs> till 11.15, and then you're like, oh, I better go to bed
2: right. here. I hate but, to do it all again
0: tomorrow. So you yeah. wake up
5: at 5 yeah. o'clock
1: for morning
2: practice, yeah. or,
5: yeah. yeah. Or weightlifting, or whatever it might be, so, yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's some time spent into it, which so. is fun.
1: Absolutely, and this kind of so we asked Betts and Harms this last week, and I'd be interested to see what you say. As a varsity coach, uh, what is one message that you would like all athletes and parents and community members to understand?
5: Um, I would say enjoying the experience. Um, I think we would all agree, and everybody, once their kids are gone, they they would agree with this comment that it goes way too fast. And kids or parents, you know, I think would agree. That all of a sudden your kid's a senior and the last time you really thought about it sometimes is, wow, they were a seventh grader just starting this thing. And now all of a sudden this is my kid's last meet or last game. So enjoying the experiences these kids go through, um, you know, it's pretty incredible, um, especially here at Dyke New Hartford. Um, you know, a lot of success in all areas, if it's academics, athletics, uh, the fine arts, whatever they're involved in. So enjoying Enjoying what your kids do, um, and then I hope the kids enjoy what they do because um, they're the ones that are doing it. You know, right. we're we're the ones that are crazy and telling them to do these things, and you know, go through this, and um, also just enjoy the process too. Um, I think sometimes we get so caught up into um, you know how many points we scored, or is my kid starting, or right. I'm not starting, so I'm doing something wrong, and uh, you know, sometimes it takes time. And I would say not sometimes. A lot of the time <laughs> it takes time. And especially around here. Um, I, what I love about Dyke New Hartford is the participation levels um, in all areas that we have. And um, sometimes for a small school, it's kind of crazy, but you got to wait till your senior year sometimes to have a starting role or, right. or be in this relay or be in this position on, on the field or whatever it might be. So again, just because it doesn't happen, like right away. Um, don't give up on it. Don't get frustrated with it. Keep grinding and keep working and uh, look at the positive things you're, that you're doing or your kids are doing. And again, go back to goes back to enjoying the process and enjoying what your kids are doing because it goes too fast and all of a sudden it's done and over with. And then, hey, right. this next step of life is <laughs> right there. So yeah, that's
0: 100%. Awesome.
1: Yep. Very good. Okay. So I spent about Thirty seconds thinking of this random question for you today, Will, and it just happened to be on a night where Will uh, so generously brought Pablo's into yes. the studio. Um, oh, tonight? Yeah. So I, and I'm, you, I'm, and you turned it down. Well, here's right. the, here's the deal. Jeez, I mean, no, no, there is no deal. Here you have it, everybody.
0: Just say I messed up. Well, <laughs> that's what you got to say. I did.
1: I did. And, and when you eat an entire bowl of chicken and rice. And then literally get the text as you're like putting your dishes away. I, I just there's I don't always think tonight I, or
5: tomorrow. I know, you could eat I know. Bag. And you're lucky I didn't have your like the like what you like because like Kiewit, I got his order in my phone. So I, I, and, I and I have <laughs>
0: I have Wills in my phone.
5: So I I knew what he wanted. No, it's not that it was a bad thing. I just, you would have been stuck with a burrito if I had your order. Just so you know, I would have been stuck with it. it would, I would? Oh, you would have ate it. Oh yeah.
1: But hmm. here's so here's the thing. Random okay. question for you. If Pablo's were to close its doors for good, what would be your fallback or new go to restaurant?
5: All right. All right. I like this. I like this question. So I am a food guy. If you guys don't know this, I, I do love <laughs> my food and I, I feel like I have a, a good rap on a lot of different places. Strong palate. Yeah. You know, are are you talking like Cedar Falls?
1: I mean, does that wherever a, I would say Cedar Falls,
5: like it's okay, your go-to. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Pavlos is closed and forever. And now you want to go out to eat yeah, it's, tonight after it's practice. A,
5: it's 8.15 and yeah, well, yeah. winter hours closed at eight and I pull up to the door and the door is locked. All right. yeah, that's happened at times too. Um I, I wouldn't go to Ponchero's. I'll, I'll tell you that. Told you. Much. Told you. I, I would not go to Ponchero's. And I would say Starbucks. I'm I'm a big Starbucks person.
0: That's a good call. That is a good call. That,
5: that's 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 a good place. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. And they're about oh, to... oh yeah oh yeah they're gonna oh, open a yeah. new. Uh, they got a little bigger area. Yeah, um, they were very tight in their current quarters, which works just fine. I've never had an issue of getting food or eating
0: there. No, but. that yeah, that stuff. And I will. Their sauces are free. I'm a big believer in. Well, let's let's pony up. Let's give out the barbecue and but their sauces are amazing. Yep. The bread is amazing.
5: Oh yeah, I'm a brisket that's, guy there usually. Yeah, the yeah. ribs and you, this might surprise that's a great you, but choice. Usually I get the brisket and the ribs and usually I eat it all.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I would do the same oh. thing. <laughs> Dang, uh,
5: yeah. Coleslaw and their fri- their fries are they do they're I mean, all they all their they, fries they are amazing. Have, they yes. might have the best fries in, in town. I. Yes. If somebody I, wants yes. to challenge me on that, let me know where that better place is cuz I'll I'll give it a try, but
0: yeah, that's I, I'm gonna piggy. I'm gonna go with Starbucks.
5: Oh, you're going to go Starbucks too? I think
0: I I was thinking, you know, like I like Culver's fast food, but I I like Starbucks better. Okay.
1: Um mine was Peppers. I really like Peppers a lot. You know, they have a nice variety of stuff too. Um I thought, I honestly thought barbecue, you guys both going with that, but so I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go peppers. I like it all.
0: Wait, so. were you going to say something else?
1: I was going to say Blue Barn is
0: good, too. I've never been there. and I've I,
1: heard a lot of good things. Yes, but I've Star- heard great I, things. I love Starbucks. Yeah, so Starbucks
0: is really good. We are, we're blessed
1: with a lot of great restaurants in the Cedar Valley.
5: There there are a few.
1: <laughs> Pablo's is on top, though. All right, Coach Reingart, just want to thank you for stopping in tonight and uh, letting us... Waste your time during one of the most important seasons of the year.
0: Right, we'll pick you on. By the way, or is it done? Know. You don't even know. Round seven, whatever that yeah, okay. means. Okay, we better get you out of here then, so you can at least it's finish finish sixth in your league, <laughs>
1: or first. <laughs> yeah, first, or last.
0: The DH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kewitt at 319-983-2206 or by email at Travis.kewitt at DNHCSD.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students. And roll blue
1: all right we are here with our last interview of the evening abby perez abby how are you
3: i'm good how are you
1: i i'm good we're about <laughs> ready to wrap up the day it's it's been a day ready to yeah go sounds
3: like you've had a fun day I did. I've lot, I had lots of meetings today. <laughs>
1: and you get to end it here with us. Right. I do. How lucky you are. <laughs> All right, Abby. Um, so this is your first year at Dyke New Hartford. Will you go ahead and provide a little bit of background information about yourself uh, for the yep. community?
3: Um, I went to Dyke New Hartford. I grew up in New Hartford, um, went to elementary there, had my grandma for preschool in New Hartford, and that was pretty awesome. Um, and then had some of the teachers that I currently work with as teachers. Um, and then junior high in New Hartford came over here for high school and, um, played sports here. And after here, I moved to Cedar Rapids for college, um, worked there for a year, wanted to get back closer to Dyke, New Hartford, closer to home and my family, which college, um, Mount Mercy. Okay. Yep. Played volleyball there. Um, got obviously my teaching degree there and then did a year in at a Linmar Elementary. That's where I student taught and I actually had a cousin that worked there and so like I was pretty close to my family um, but and still only like an hour 15 away but I hated it and <laughs> I cried a lot. Uh, I missed my mom and my grandma and at that point I didn't have any nieces and nephews and um, I was like yeah when I get back there I will and Um, Then they built a new elementary in Cedar Falls, and so I was like, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to try to get back, and I remember crying like the night before I came back here and like stayed at my parents' house, and I was just like, I want this job so bad. I want to be able to like come back here. And So like the night before the interview? Yep. Gotcha. (laughs) I was very nervous. (laughs) I was like nervous because I wanted it so bad just because, and all my family was there, like my sisters and my cousins and my grandma, like watching my teaching interview. And I just wanted to be back here so bad so I could be by all of them. And anyways, got that job. I taught um, at this elementary in Cedar Falls, Aldrich for three years. Um, And then- the position that I have now, the kindergarten position in New Hartford came open and I was talking to my mom about it and I knew it was only like a temporary thing because of numbers. And I thought, I want to try, I want to try to get back in the district. Well, yeah, back in the district, but as a teacher this time, and um, I live in New Hartford currently, and um, I've lived there like I bought a house in 2019. And so um, I was on, I got on city council of New Hartford in 21 beginning of 21 and um then this job came open and i was like just didn't know a lot that was going on in the school as a city council member that really bugged me and just like i didn't know about the construction and like how it affects new hartford and so putting those pieces together like has really felt good about like being able to help the school and new hartford and um so yeah so now i'm a kindergarten teacher in new hartford and uh City council member too. So, what
0: what did you teach in Cedar Falls?
3: Um, my first year in Cedar Falls was first grade, and then kindergarten, kindergarten. Okay, so, so my very first year was second grade. So I've done second, first, kindergarten.
0: You like the lower elementary or I do the littles. I
3: do. Yeah, yeah. I like kindergarten the best out of all of them. Um but, oh, bless your heart. Yeah, I don't know. I, as
0: a PE teacher, I, I don't know. <laughs> there, there there's a numbers game in there, yeah. and, and once it gets over a number, then it's then it's not so much fun with with kindergartners.
3: Yeah, I don't I can I don't think I could do like high school, uh, junior high, but I love yeah. the love the littles. Well,
0: they're, they're interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. And see,
1: I'm the exact opposite way. I've taught fifth, eighth, and sixth, and I don't think I'd ever go lower than sixth. I mean, yeah. Fifth, I could do. I'd, it wouldn't be the end of the world by any means, but I would not go lower than fifth. Yeah.
2: Sure.
0: When I did uh, PE over in Hudson, I did. I was K twelve. I I did them all, oh, so yeah. <laughs> I had a chance to check them all out. But I started out um, upper like seven through ten, and then seven twelve, and then it got went. Then it went down to like five eight, and then it went down to K eight, <laughs> and then it was like. Uh,
3: yeah, and that's only forty minutes with them. All day is a little oh, bit like right. That's that's what yeah, I that's what yeah. I think when I have those
0: guys. I'm like, holy smokes! Yeah. Like these teachers have them all day. <laughs> like I
3: can do high school, like coaching wise, and a couple yeah. hours, and just on a different level, kind of. But yeah, I don't think I could come up here for all day. That'd no. be that'd be a stretch.
1: Okay, so I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyways. <laughs> who inspired you to become a teacher?
3: Um definitely my mom. Um just seeing like I would go to her classroom a lot before school and um seeing her like outside of school and all the kids like run up to her, oh, Mrs. Perez, Miss Perez. Um that was awesome to see her relationships with the kids and like relationships with the families. Um and just seeing her and then in high school I did like the teacher cadet where I would come or go over to the elementary and help in her room. And um, so that really, in high school, really, like, pushed me to, yeah, I I think I want to do this. And then um, my grandma, obviously, having her as a, a preschool teacher um, has really helped, too. And I was, when I looked at this question before, I was thinking, like, why does she? And she's just one of, like, the calmest, best teachers I've seen Um, but still makes kids love to learn and love like school. And so that's both of those people, for sure.
1: I, I for sure, I was saying, Mary was was gonna be one of the, so. I was wondering. Mary was, I never worked directly with your mom. I I know her very well, but Mary was probably the nicest person in New Hartford when I first started teaching there. (laughs) She would come up behind me and when I didn't, and she would like, her hands were always freezing. (laughs) Like, if you know Mary, <laughs> yep. she would always, she would go in and microwave water just so she could hold <laughs> her coffee cup and warm her hands up.
3: She still does that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so anyway, she'd come up behind you and she'd just like touch your cheek or, and right. you'd be like, oh my, it could be 90 degrees in the building. And, but she would just ask you all kinds of questions about how you were doing. And she's just one of the nicest people. So yeah, Definitely. I, that's where I thought you were going to go. And I, yep. and obviously your mom too. So very good.
3: Yes, for sure. Both of them.
1: So walking into New Hartford on your first day as a teacher rather than a student, how was that for you?
3: Um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, like I've wanting to get, I've been wanting to get back here, um, in the district. And so it was kind of like surreal. Like obviously I'd been working in my classroom and in the summer and, It was a lot shorter commute, so that was really nice. Um, (laughs) Like a minute drive, I could walk. Um, So it was kind of like surreal actually having it happen. Um, Just being real, like kind of realizing, okay, I'm actually teaching in New Hartford, teaching as a part of Dyke New Hartford, and um, everything is a lot like bigger now or smaller and bigger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so. You explain,
0: then we'll tell you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so just, like, literally being in these classrooms as, like, a fourth grader or a first grader and, like, seeing the teachers. I remember one of the first times um, Kim Grandin and Shelly Abba and, like, Leah and I were Zooming, and I said... Miss, I mean, I want to call you Mrs. Alva right. and Mrs. Grandin, and they're like, please don't like <laughs> call us Kim, Shelley. Like it's just very, um, yeah, like surreal. Actually being back here and working in such a close knit community—that's definitely my favorite part. Um, you just see people, and obviously, there's people here like Tad. I didn't go here when you were here, or, <laughs> um, but lucky
1: you. <laughs> you, right? Right? Yeah, you. you. <laughs> Yeah, I miss both of you.
3: Yeah, Um, But just like not even knowing you guys before and then coming in and feeling like I knew everyone there already. And that's just a really good feeling going into a new job and new place because like I said, I've done it now three times, but um, and nothing against Cedar Falls and Linmar, but they're huge schools and it's just so different. And I remember telling my mom this kind of off topic, but When I was coaching and teaching in Cedar Falls, um, my mom said to me, did you hear like the girls got beat out, girls basketball got beat out, whatever round. And I was like, oh, I didn't hear that. Whatever. No big deal. But then like with the Dyke New Hartford Facebook and just like following that and like looking for those things and hearing about them in the community, like I knew um the Dyke New Hartford they hadn't even won state yet in basketball it was just like they'd won a round or like I knew more that was going on at Dyke New Hartford than I did in Cedar Falls even when I was coaching some of those same girls that were playing volleyball and basketball um so that was that also kind of like bugged me like I I want to be somewhere where it's close-knit community you know what's happening you care what's happening and um, so it was kind of at that point that after that, and th- when this job came up, I was like, I, w- I want to try and see yeah. what happens. So,
0: and, and I will say, as a uh, kindergarten teacher, uh, they don't travel lightly. No. Like your room, um, and I was a little nervous because you had been in there over the summer. I work all summer, and, and I'd seen Abby in there, and it kind of got to a week before, and there was still quite a bit of oh, rearranging right. and stuff to right, do on my co right. <laughs> something's going to have to happen here. I'm like, uh. Well, you got and, it. You can't just throw you, stuff
3: out. Right.
0: And then first day shows up. You and sound like Mary. <laughs> first day shows up and the room looks amazing. Oh, it was ready. You know, so I, I, I was a little nervous. I, I wasn't quite sure how you were going to pull that off, but
2: yeah.
3: uh,
0: it looked good. And Traveling
3: uh, from school, I mean, like districts, I was like, okay, just keep accumulating more. Right. And my <laughs> garage, I have a two-stall garage, and it w- I couldn't park in there for a little bit until yeah, I moved all my stuff up here. So yeah, yeah. I
0: think that's just a teacher's mo. Is that's funny? Just don't Mary, never throw something away. When yeah.
1: Mary retired, I I would see her <laughs> just kind of like wandering the halls every once in a while. I'd say, Mary, what's going on? I just need a break from trying to figure out what I'm going to keep. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. She was she was the best. Okay, so um, what? obviously this is your third place, uh, I think you're four, am I correct? Year five. Year five. Okay. Yep. So what advice do you have for young teachers that would be entering the profession right now?
3: Uh, for sure. Like I'm actually in the mentoring like program here cause it's my first year at Dyke New Hartford. Um, and we just had a meeting tonight, one of my meetings today, um, about like, um, classroom management and how to make that work. And like, we're all talking about kids are blurting, kids are not listening. And um I think a huge part of teaching, like I said, my mom showed this very well to me. Just a huge part of it is the classroom community and building relationships. Um So that would be my advice to just start day one, kind of not think about curriculum for a little bit. And I know that's hard. Um, but build relationships with your kids no matter what grade they're in or what grade you teach or subject build relationships with the kids with their families um, and I've already felt that a ton being in like a smaller school just like it's so um, you can get build such good relationships with families and just kind of I don't want to say ignore the academics right away but Kind of ignore them, yeah, and have those classroom meetings and um, like find time to talk to your kids and like know what's going on in their lives and um, just really build that classroom community and so they respect each other and um, it just feels like a safe, calm place to be and that does take time and it's not just the first day; it's once you started building it, then it's every day after that. And so um, that's something that I learned a lot, like my last few years, um, that once you have all that, then the classroom, um, community or the classroom, um, management just comes along with it and they want to be there. They want to learn and it all just falls into place once that's settled.
1: Very good. Okay. So I didn't tell you this part, but you get a random question now. (laughs) Oh gosh. This is a total, and and she had no idea. I don't think that you get a (laughs) random question. I did not.
3: (laughs) Well,
0: that just maybe listen to the podcast. Um, I actually was
3: warned that, that I should go listen to (laughs) them. I didn't know this podcast was a thing until like at our mentoring meeting, they took us in here for something else. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is a podcast room. Follow the podcast. So I did listen to like Kurt Johnson's and. Oh, yeah. But I didn't listen to the end. That's probably okay. why I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good, though. That's... Oh, we like This will definitely you know. be genuine.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. And it is random, just okay. so you know. If you were a WWE wrestler, <laughs> what oh would your stage name be?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
3: <gasps> oh, gosh. Um, yikes. You
1: have to have that nickname that you go up there. That's, that's going
2: to be you. That's going to be your so, brand.
0: So, I... Do, do you have one? Cause I no. Go okay. ahead. I don't. I don't have one. I'm hearing the question for the first time because I was I wasn't a very good host, uh, co-host this week, and Tad did all the work on the questions and stuff. He does so all the work on the editing. You so appreciate it's, well, that though, so Ted. Um, <laughs> I, I had a friend. Uh, we were big in WWF back in the day, and um, but it was F. W- yes, World Wrestling <laughs> I don't know Federation. What any of those mean, Before they both. dropped well, the F and added the E, right? So <laughs> this was this is back when um, we had uh, pole vault. So we had a pro. We, there's a pro pit, and we'd go up there and do WWF on the pro pit, and we'd drop elbows and nuke each other and stuff. Well, anyway, we had a friend of mine. Uh, he was totally into it, and uh, he was uh, redheaded guy. We were we called him the Atom Bomb. Okay. And he was he was the atom Bomb.
3: So are you telling me I should be Abby Bomb? Is that where you're going with it? No, no. I'm just <laughs>
0: saying that, that we've actually I've come up with names of other people. I've never thought of one okay, myself. So what would you I don't know. Um I don't know.
3: I'll give myself one and then you have to give me one. Okay. Well who's so... who's
0: hosting this thing? <laughs> I like it. I like
3: this. <laughs> Rolls reverse. So I think I would want it to be something that shows I'm a wait. Is this only a girl? Um, I don't. It's you call it. Okay, so I'm going to show, like, it's going to be kind of girly, so that people know I'm a girl, and then I'll come in and just like own the place. Yeah. So I think it would be, um, uh, what was it? Wolverine Wonder. Does that sound girly, but still like tough?
0: The Wolverine Wonder.
1: I do like that. That's good. I think I think it's unisex. It could go either way.
3: Oh, make him guess. Yeah, exactly. I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, what are you going to name her? I don't know. I I'd I'd have to think about it. Maybe this is something that you could
1: put on Twitter after you've thought about it <laughs> a right. little bit. Right. Okay.
3: Or the Abby Bomb. I like the that. Abby
1: Bomb is cool. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, catchy. I do
0: like the Abby Bomb. Yeah.
1: <laughs> M- mine's just going to be it's just going to be Trash Talker. <laughs> something simple.
0: Trash <laughs> Talker? That, Trash, that would be your name. Trash
1: Talking Tad. I'm gonna you. yeah. I I would I would try to win with my words.
2: Win. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna win. You would try
3: to (laughs) win with your words,
0: and I would try to win with music. Okay. So you know what mine would be? He's gonna be
1: DJ Scribbles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I come in there. You know that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You need to listen to the podcast, Abby. Yeah. Sorry. Or just tune
0: into a live stream. (laughs) A live stream event. Yeah. I'd be. DJ Scribbles. I've I've have other ones. Um, big Daddy. You out. Big Daddy would be another one, and then uh, T Money. Okay. Come in with some big chains. See, no, and... here's, here's oh, Travis, talking okay. about like tricking right. your opponents.
1: In high school, <laughs> I had a nickname, and I don't know why, but on the basketball court, I was Taddy Bear. <laughs> so I would be like the guy that they'd all you expect. You were Taddy Bear. Taddy Bear. <laughs> yep. And I'd go. out. <laughs> Just so you everyone knows, Travis played with these for like a half hour before our interviews tonight. So
3: I like that he had to repeat it so that he could add yeah, I, I to, get, I to I
0: had to get it pulled
1: up. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I'm hoping that would like trick him and think, you know, it's gonna be like some oh, four year old.
0: Yeah, like a pushover.
1: Yeah. Instead I'm gonna be a thirty one or thirty two year old pushover. I do I like teddy
0: bear though, that's that. creative. <laughs>
3: That I like bad Tad. All right. Well. That's mine.
0: Big bad Tad. <laughs> I like Taddy Bear. <laughs> hey now. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean that name. Oh, I thought, well, I uh, thought well, that. Also, hey now. Yeah, also that. All the right. The sound effect is too, but I, I do like... Uh, uh, yeah, I wish you would have sent me that. Sent the, me that question. <laughs> no, we don't send them
1: to anybody. <laughs> right. Well, we could have asked asked you Ashley's question. What color of crayon would you eat if you had to eat a crayon? So
3: had to eat one. Well, actually,
0: yeah. that probably would fit. I mean, what, what preschool? Yeah, yeah, yeah kindergarten. Kid, what is the most? What is the most <laughs> color that has been eaten by kindergartners? Oh. Do they have a preference?
3: I don't think they care. <laughs>
0: what about bottles Any. of glue?
3: Um, we glue. try to stay away from those. Actually, okay. we have lots of glue sticks. Glue sticks on our list. We didn't have any. But, no glue. The kids
0: aren't eating glue sticks.
3: Um, we kind of what talked about expectations before, and that was <laughs> one of the things. Actually, a kid said we should not eat them or put them on the, or like glue the carpet. I was like, <laughs> <Wow>. yes, good. <laughs>
1: I like you. Yeah, wow. I like you a yeah. lot.
0: Listen to this kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: going somewhere in this life. Kid buddy. knows what's
0: going on. <laughs>
1: Okay, Abby. Uh, sorry <laughs> to get you off topic here, and uh, we really appreciate you stopping in tonight and sharing a little bit about your experience at DNA so far.
3: Thank you. Yep, good luck. I love it here. Yep, good luck this year. Thanks.
0: Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. <laughs>
2: All right, Wolverine Nation, that
1: does it for us. Season 2, Episode 2 is nearly a wrap. We have a couple things we need to go over really quickly, and then we're going to let you go. What do you think, Travis?
0: I, I agree. It was a good episode. Had on... Um, who did we have on? I'm trying, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, we had Ashley Todd, Ashley
1: Will Reingart, and Abby Perez joined yes, us tonight.
0: Board member. Cross country coach and new, Kinder- new kindergarten teacher. Yep, in the new Harvard building. In the new Harvard building,
1: yes. Uh it was fun. Get to know work with Will all the time, talk to him all the time, and I still learn these these things allow us to learn quite a bit. And I didn't know Abby at all really. I mean just Yeah,
0: I, that's the first time I've really I mean I saw her in the building and stuff, but I, I never really conversed with her, so
1: Yep. And Ashley's always fun to talk to, and kind of gives us a nice different perspective to to think about too with the school board. So
0: yeah, that school board is an interesting. Um, it, it, it the whole thing is you know because I think of myself if I'd ever want to be on it, and I'm like I, I really don't know. I mean, even though I'm part of the school, just, some of the stuff they talk about, I have no idea what they're talking about or where they're going with it. And it is very interesting, um, and it's amazing. How much stuff goes into a school district? You know, he, she kind of talked about uh, the funds a little bit. You know, in in general, I just thought money was money, but there's all kinds of different pools and where you can pull that money from and where it goes, and you can use it for this, but you can't use it for this, or you can use it one time, or I mean, there's just so many, so many decisions, and I think she may have sold the the school board short a little bit. They do oh, absolutely. They, they do a lot, and and they have they bring up a lot of concerns they may not do all the background you know all the digging and stuff like that but they ask all the pertinent questions and and what needs to be you know asked from a you know frontline standpoint
1: and i i think uh you know ashley made a comment about surviving this school board has done more than survive I, they I, and i 100 percent agree with they, you they what they've had to um i'm gonna say endure has been a lot more than what a typical, in my opinion, than right. what a typical school board, uh, at least of a school this size, would typically have to um, work through. You know, student loss, staff loss, COVID, construction, all kinds of different things. And it's it, another day, another dollar. They come, they come right. in, they they do what they need to do, and they're here to support us. So yep. I
0: couldn't agree more. I- I think they've done a tremendous job here for what they've had to to take on, and and hopefully it continues. Yep. I, mean, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. But
1: so we're actually going to do a double first pitch here. The the first pitch, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this one out to the school board for all that they've done, and then the second uh, the second one I'm gonna toss out to the transportation staff here. Uh, they they are also unsung heroes, and we really don't give them the credit either that they they deserve and. I walked in today and and Travis was scratching the six (laughs) hairs that he has on his forehead, uh, trying to figure out different busing things. And, and Travis, he can tell you a whole lot more about that. It's,
0: um, it's no secret that we're, I mean, it's as far as bus drivers, we could definitely use a few more. And so what we have, um, we have to make work and, um, in this district with so much participation in fine arts and athletics and stuff like that, uh, there's a lot of buses that go out a lot, um, not only during the routes themselves, and we have, I think, six routes um, that go out, but there's, then there's also activities. And the activities are starting to kick in. And what happens is a route driver then takes an activity. Well, then we have to have a sub for the route. And so now you got to have a subpool that's um, plentiful. And um, we have a few, but, but not enough. And so it's going to get a little crazy out there. And just kind of want to let everybody know that, that we do the best we can. We The, the week before school started uh, with transportation um, between special ed and uh, kindergartners, and, and then just the routes themselves, we had a whole bunch of new students come into the district so that changes the routes um last year we had quite a few uh, riders not ride because of covid and now they're starting to hop back on the bus which is great but that now changes uh, the routes as well so um, my biggest thing is just be patient and just uh, understand that if something does go wrong it it's not because um uh, you know we just chose that way you know we we, we do the best we can um to make sure everything runs smooth. And so far, so good. Yeah. Off to a good start.
1: I always think with the with bus drivers who are doing those different activities and who are volunteering, you know, you drive bus for a lot of different activities. And then Becky Johnson is driving right. for a lot of different activities. Those people are highly underrated. You know, they're underappreciated because without them, it's it's so hard to make things function and right. function the way they're supposed to. So, first pitch, you guys all deserve it. Uh transportation staff, school board, we appreciate everything that you do.
0: And I will give out it just a quick shout out that if you are interested in becoming a bus driver, please do it before February because in February there's a whole another set of um hoops you got to jump through. So, um if you do have any interest, call the school. And it's it's pretty good. I I would highly recommend it. It's not as bad as what people think. And you get to drive a bus. And you get to drive a bus.
1: All right, Wolverine (laughs) Nation. Just want to say thank you one more time. Episode two of season two is officially a
2: wrap.